Red 5. I'm going in. <laughs> Welcome back to Trench Run Report. We're here with the whole crew reporting on Ahsoka Season 1 of 1, perhaps. Who knows? Um, episodes 4 and 5. Episode 4 is uh, Fallen Jedi. And Episode 5 is Shadow Warrior. Um, this was recorded a few days after Episode 5 aired. Uh, and the group just rewatched Episode 5 uh, for some fresh takes on that. So we're covering both 4 and 5 today um, because we did not cover it last time. So to kick it off, let's talk through uh, the main, I guess, plot points or like our main takeaways, saving the best for last, I guess, with episode five. Obviously, pieces of that are the most monumental, but we do need to cover four as well. Which was a great episode. Four was, four yeah. Was yeah. Four, four was, was a great good. episode. It just suffers from comparison. <laughs> but yes, great episode. I have to. Ref- I think I have to think back. So yeah, four had the biggest things of four was the two lightsaber duels. So there's like there's Ahsoka versus Marak. No, yeah, Ahsoka versus Marak, and then Sabine versus Shin. Yep. And, and then, then there's Ahsoka, Ahsoka versus Balin. So there's a lot of lightsaber. So that stuff. episode was the one that started with they they landed on the planet yeah. they were hiding. Oh yeah, Yu Yang. Yu Yang was trying Yang to get the ship. Yeah, yeah so yeah, there was like Yu Yang yeah, yeah, boxing yeah, yeah. match, and then there was like. There was Ahsoka and Sabine fighting the Shadow guys or whatever. Like, so she was doing like, Mando stuff. It was like a Mando plus Jedi combo right. combat, which is cool to see too. So, um, yeah, I thought that episode was like was way a step above the previous three yes. in every yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I think like the, I mean, as in retrospect, as dumb it is as it is to have like a ticking like like a loading screen. For their like, for the hyperspace. Like, that good, it works narratively for like anytime you have like, like Team A is trying to keep the bomb armed and time Team B is trying to defuse the bomb and the bomb's ticking the whole time. Like, that's good for like tension in an episode. Yes. Right? So, like, it's dumb, but it's also like it works for the episode. But like, it doesn't make sense that like some like ancient Stonehenge would have like a loading screen or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know, just whatever. I think, I think, <laughs> it's, like, I think it plays in well with like, I kind of. I'm really liking the whole idea of like mixing like um, like even like the Pergilds, like this cross between like biology and like technology almost. Like mm-hmm. even though the Pergilds are purely biological to my understanding. Mm-hmm. But like but they have like the equivalent abilities of this giant space ring yeah. and the map and like or like even like just the like the whole idea of like you know this witchcraft this like mystical like very unexplainable power that's you know I don't know it's it's interesting but yeah but I think that it yeah as a plot as a plot device like yeah like that like drove the whole episode was like right. that it was time that was a time sensitive mm-hmm. uh, assignment I guess and it did a lot of the Star Wars things of like when there's lightsaber duels 
especially multiple ones happening. Like, it was very kind of Return of the Jedi where there's, like, yes. three sets of action going on at once, yes. and they keep cutting between them. So, like, yes. you know, start some parries and jabs and then switch over. And you're not like, oh, man, go back to that. It's like they're just jumping around to the action pieces, yeah. and it's, yeah. like, all dialing up all at the same time. Yeah, I wasn't as, like, into the... I'm not into anything with the New Republic in this show so far. So, like, that was my least, like, oh, no, anyway... You know, uh, in the fourth episode or just in general? In general, but yeah. even in this one where I'm like, you know, like, what, you're going to put your, you're going to put your ships in the, you're going to block a ring by going right where the ring part is. <laughs> so that when they jump to hyperspace, like, you'll go, they'll go through you. <laughs> and then, oh no, we got caught in the wake. And then, oh no. And I'm like, where's Zeb? Like, Zeb would have definitely showed up if Carson Tiva was there. And like, yeah, hey, Hera is they... in trouble, as is Ahsoka and Sabine. What else is Zeb I mean, doing Zeb right now? Zeb could still show up. <laughs> but he could. Probably snacking on mailer on fruits or something. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we last saw him with Carson Tiva and that, like, yeah, space Iwo Jima. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know what the deal is with that, but, um, yeah. That was, like, that's a general gripe for me is I'm not liking Hera in this show. Like, anything about it. I'm not liking anything with the New Republic. I think, like, everything about the the way that they are and the way that they look, like, they look really janky and cheap, if you ask me, and, like, they're behaving really stupidly, and I know that some of that's by design, but it's, like, ridiculously incompetent. I think ridiculously. it's actually funny, looking back to, like, how, like, in the OT with how this parts with, like, the Empire, it's like, come on, guys. But then, like, you've seen this, you're seeing, like, almost, like, that same kind of arrogance sets in is just one regime after the next in like when they were doing like that <clears throat> conference with the senators that one lady's like well we have members of the the empire in all levels of the yeah the newer like, this is not a talking point or that's not a bragging point that is like a massive massive it's like like problem <laughs> yeah. it's like as soon as Thrawn comes back yeah like, but i think i think that i think that on um, i think it reminds me more of like the prequels where it's like whatever they're doing makes I like it on paper but yeah. the execution of it yes. is like <sighs> I understand what they're trying to do but like yeah. it's not working yeah like I don't know if it's like is it casting is it direction is it writing is it just all, everything isn't pulling together yet coalescing I mean it's it. it's pulling together enough for me just like because it is it is because I think it is consistent with what we already have been told like mostly in bloodline like uh-huh. yeah and their fate in the force awakens lines up with their incompetence but i think it's just done in a way that's like yeah it's almost like I mean, you can't be that stupid like mm-hmm. like or not even that it's even just like like you're saying like their costumes don't seem to fit like yeah like they, that one dumb guy who like the dumb alien who's just like there's the captain there. who's just like oh like, yeah. what is your job and like why is this like bridge like completely wide open like if you go on an aircraft carrier it's super compact and like I don't know just it looks little, it looks like cheesy sci-fi like cheesy TV like Star Trek yeah it's, it's it's like and I'm like really Disney it's unfortunate because I think that that is an I think that's a and it's it's a, it is on paper a really good story point like yeah like that you have like kind of essentially a stand-in for, like, big government that, you know, is so bogged down with, like, bureaucracy and politics and Mm -hmm. which is 
what we got in the prequels too, like. But I think the prequels handled handled the politics better. Yeah. Than this. Well, like look at like the expanse from like almost ten years ago, and like how they show Earth and Mars. Yeah. As both equally competent and powerful, but flawed in their own ways, like realistic governments. Right. And like you, it's a, you it's buy a bit that. more nuanced. It's, and yeah, this is yeah. like. This is like very cartoony. Here we are again to yeah. make no sense. Yeah, like I don't understand like, oh, we can't spare the fleet. Except like if you go off on your own, now we'll spare the fleet. Now we'll send the whole <laughs> fleet to come punish the general. It's like, do you have evidence of this? And she's like, no. Like you have Hu Yang scanned the whole ring. Like send that <laughs> right. out. Like, you That's guys, what I was saying. Like, what are you like, doing? <laughs> why, didn't, why didn't she just say, like, well, we saw this giant ring. Right. So like go to also, yeah. galaxy. We're also missing a few people because yeah. <laughs> of that ring. So, so like, uh, I, I, you know, I don't. We can't account for them now. Like I love Hera in, in Rebels, but like in this, she's like, she's like, the trope is, and it's like, I want to disprove this, like, assertion, but, like, when they keep saying Space Karen, I'm like, I can't shake it. Like, you're right. Like, she's just like this, I'm a general. Don't you know who I am? And it's like, you don't, <laughs> like, you know, she's not, like, she's just saying she has all this authority, and I'm not seeing it. Like, she's not showing anything. She's just walk, strutting around, like, I'm a general, I'm a general. I'm like, but you don't get, you're not allowed to do anything, and you're not even like I don't know what she's like even doing mm. like she's not accomplishing anything <laughs> except endangering her child but he had to be there for plot reasons so that he could hear the lightsabers I guess and so that we can oh Jason's force sensitive shock like oh like, you mean the son of a Jedi is force sensitive who would have thought <laughs> like I don't know like I'm just not I'm not digging any of that anything with like Hera of the New Republic is like a drag on me for the show, like as a rating, like it drags the number down for me. Mm. Part of it's like that it's spoiled by like like Mando season three really like did a number for me on the New Republic, oh, like yeah. all that nonsense. And I do think that there is some like Rangers of the New Republic stuff that's still lingering in this show that like they had to shoehorn into this, like that canceled show picked up some things in the show, but mostly it was in Mando like season three especially. But, like, that really primed the pump of, like, how idiotic they are. <laughs> and not in any, like, tragic Thankfully. Like, oh, like, you could see, like, the Jedi, like, in the prequels, the Jedi Outer, like, Mace Windu and, like, Jocasta Nu, like, they embodied, like, the arrogance of, like, the dogmatic, like, stubbornness. But it, like, made sense in the universe and it, you, you bought it. And it was then it was tragic. You're like, oh, man, they're, like, tragically blind to, like, Palpatine's rise or whatever. And this is just, like, they're just bumbling idiots. Like, yeah, they got... <laughs> They got what's coming to them. Yeah, so and you know, that's the sad part. So if you're supposed to be like, oh no, the Republic capital got nuked by Starkiller Base, I'm kind of like, you kind of deserve it, guys. Like, oh, what? (laughs) How could this happen? Like, dude, like, (laughs) and the and then the meta of it is, it's like, man, like this is what it's just sad. Like, this is what Han, Luke, and Leia like fought the Galactic Civil War for, and they like, and the when we win in the Battle of Endor, woohoo, dance with the Ewoks. It's like this is like Leia's like legacy was to like restart the New Republic or restart a Republic and like this is what it turns into. So I guess it kinda does explain like why she goes off and does like a resistance thing. Well because you, she must read, be like um, like fed up with it, I guess. But um The Princess and the Scoundrel. Yeah. Which literally picks up like on Endor and like they already plant the seeds of like in terms of like again, I think this works out better on paper than in execution, but like I think that's pretty, like, like that. That is like, like even even in real history, even in our history, right? We just kind of go like, oh, then then the war ended. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, that's just the interesting part. Like, like, 
there's a bunch of history like the you know mm-hmm. the of like war doesn't just end mm-hmm. like and then even when it ends like everything that you bombed is still bombed yeah and 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 like governments need to be reestablished and like infrastructure needs to be rebuilt and and like and and there's there's always fallout from that right like yeah. and i think that i like that idea of not you know like it's fine return of the jedi is great and i love the end of return of the jedi and it's very it's one of my favorite sequences in star wars to be honest is like just the whole ewok <laughs> celebration and the music and everything and like like i could tell like when you're watching that like that all the characters seem actually to be the actors even seem to be right. genuinely like having a good time um but the reality is is that you you do wake up the next day and like okay well right now what and like and like not just because you blew up the second death star doesn't mean everybody in the that was imperial just switched well we lost yeah Yeah. all right cool i'm I'm a good guy now like you know like like, even though that's what the new republic thinks (laughs) if they trust their program of deprogramming them right like we're not the empire son (laughs) we don't use this mind flare for bad reasons (laughs) anyway going back to episode four (laughs) i mean i thought episode four is actually probably the least that they dealt with that right because yeah pretty much all just right that's like the c plot (laughs) yeah yeah I thought episode four just as as an episode by itself, just like you said, like classic Star Wars, like yeah. cutting between different and like and it, it did. Yes, it was much better than the first three episodes, but it did. The first three episodes are, I think, what made that fourth episode really good because mm-hmm. you spent the time with the characters, like to develop the tension between Sabine and Ahsoka, and like that's what made Sabine's. I guess you could say betrayal powerful like to me was like you know that Ahsoka wasn't sure if she should train her and then the Sabine doesn't sure if she should and then she agrees to and then it's like okay and like they're starting to gel a little bit and then yeah and and like so I think that was all effective but I thought that the 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 strength of that episode was just the the you know I thought the duels were all for the best for the most part done really well I don't think anything in this show rises to the level of the prequels in terms of duels but mm-hmm. I think that the that is that is classic Star Wars right like mm-hmm. lightsaber duels space battles character development all coming together and offering a hand to like make a choice like, yeah the dark side yeah. or not yeah, yeah. like, like and I, I love, I love, and I, I just, you know, we, I'm so, in, like, intrigued by, like, even though we, they kind of, you know, stayed with Ahsoka and the side of the story in this fifth episode, but, like, I am still, like, super, like, I'm, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is finding out what's going to happen with Balin and Shin yeah. and... Morgan and Thrawn and like because I still don't know where that what their all their angles are mm-hmm. and I think it's really interesting could do they could do some really interesting stuff with that but I thought episode four was yeah it was fantastic I thought and it was just I don't I can't think of too much that really was stuck out to me as bad um 
I thought Anakin looked janky in the end of episode four, but I think that was solved by five. But like, I yeah, didn't think I he looked. What, I think he looked, looked kind of janky at the end of four. But then in episode five, it's flawless. Yeah, so I don't know what to do. Absolutely, with that. like flawless. Like that was the best de aging. Yeah, I've ever seen. Yeah, I was just both with both like the world between worlds version and then like the Clone Wars version. Yeah, all the short of it. hair and stuff. Like it was. Yeah. It felt like I was just watching Hayden twenty something years ago. Yeah. doing it yeah. again. Like. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. But. So, so uh, our uh, Mar- uh, everyone's Maroc theories sucked. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, at this point, I mean, you know, I don't. Was that like? Do you think it was just absolutely trolling everyone, or like? No, or was it I think like, we trolled ourselves. Yeah, I think that was. Yeah, so that was uh, yeah, like we did this to ourselves. I think that's that's the part that I'm just like, hey, you know what? Whatever. You got like, you win some, you lose some. If you're disappointed that, by who Merrick was, look in the mirror. Like, <laughs> everyone was like, he said, as you wish, he must be like the Dread Pirate Roberts from Princess Bride. Like that's who it is, right? <laughs> I I think that I think that, that later, uh, I think it's, it's an I think it is an example though of like. Star Wars being its own worst enemy yeah, because absolutely. the franchise that gave you the greatest plot twist in the history of filmmaking, yeah, like right. So now everybody's like, "Ooh, what's the next yeah, one?" Right? Yeah, but it's yeah. like, stop, like you know, like. I think I he's mean, like a foreshadow of like, like obviously, if it's like Night Sister magic smoke monster things, like that's like, ooh, like could there be like an army of those guys out there? That's, that's or like the right. So it's like yeah. that's yeah, like that's like a. It makes it more credible. They're gonna have to fight more of these guys, right? Like, or that's the threat out there. Is like Thrawn is like a symbol of an undead army. It reminded me. It got a little bit of shades of. Um, Lord of the Rings, like yeah, like a Nazgul, yeah, like yeah, like, yeah, sure. like, like kind of like, like the Army of the Dead, yeah, very physically imposing character that's not actually fully physical, yeah, um, yeah, which I think is really cool, and I'm all about I'm all about the magic part, like I mean, and first of all, it's completely for anyone to say like that's not Star Wars, well, you just then you didn't watch Clone Wars at all, like I mean. Or, like, or play uh, or play Jedi Fallen Order yep. or like you know like I mean this is this is yeah. all well within within the, yeah it's Disney Star Wars canon yes well I mean Clone Wars well, was before that was, that was pre that was pre yeah. Disney oh that's true yeah if it was in Clone Wars yeah and I, I again I like that I I like the idea of like like this like you know I even like it even reminds me of like um, what was I thinking about. Like in the High Republic books, um, if you read any of those, like there's a lot of really interesting stuff they do with like um, all these different kind of like denominations of the Force. Like, oh yeah, that's what they're saying the about force. this new galaxy that like it's filled with people who like use and understand the Force completely in a different way. So that's kind of cool, like interesting. Like oh, let's you get that in the High Republic, like right, and like the Night Sister like magic kind of originates from that area or whatever, and like that's why it's so different in our in this galaxy because they're well, like, I think, using I think the Force differently. Like, that's like super cool, like world building. Yeah, like, where you start to like really expand the lore and like just getting a sense of like something bigger i mean obviously that can go wrong too because you could do something like right. that just completely breaks your understanding of everything up to this point but like if they discover an infinity stone or something <laughs> <laughs> or run into like the oh guardians of the galaxy crew or something <laughs> I, I will say that for me episode four what what stood out to me the most about episode four was just 
that that was the first like they 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 really effectively like brought all the threads together mm-hmm. and like made a very dramatic like whole episode like, yeah um and I thought that was done really well on top of the fact that it visually looked good and that the everything like that they were doing looked good i I love that location, the Citos, or like mm-hmm. just like the red river. trees. Yeah, yeah, like the red trees, and the sun never comes out. Mm-hmm. It's, there's always a breeze or wind blowing, and like yeah, it's very ominous and very like it has its own like like it's it to me has become very quickly like a very like a classic Star Wars location. Like yeah, yeah. and that, and that's like one of the things that I really missed from the uh, sequels outside of Trey outside of. <laughs> crate, crate was awesome looking, yeah. but every, yeah. everything else looked too earthly to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like most, like desert, yeah. snow planet. Well, there was uh, just nothing new. Yeah, there, there, there was there, there was like, like why, why not have a purple sky or like a like weird looking fungus thing like uh, Felucia? Like, yeah, yeah, like, or, yeah, like in the prequels. Yeah, like like give us give us some weird. Like locations. That one planet but. with um, with what's her name, the like bounty hunter lady. Oh, Kajimi. Yeah, that was kind of different. Yeah, Kajima. It was kind of like a it was kind of like a Himalayas. Yeah, yeah, that like was kind of different. Yeah. But that was like brief. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I like that. I liked the the whole like mm-hmm. the vibe of that, and it it I think it felt appropriate. Yeah. But I agree, Crate is cool. Yeah. I mean, Crate is obviously, like, the whole thing is derivative of Hoth, but, like, the environment right, where it's, like, right, it's like, like a salt desert instead yep. of, like, mm-hmm. but it's, like, yeah, the, the like, bleeding, like, everything yep. bleeding. Oh, dude, like, have you been on Star cool. Tour? We, yeah, we, yeah, we've been on Star Star, star Tours. Tours, the Crate part. Yeah. That, oh, it's so freaking cool. Yeah. Like, you're flying, and, like, the red stuff just, like, yeah. smatters over the whole screen, and, like, they wipe and it And that's off, the best and, level in, like, Battlefront 2. Yes. The best like Galactic Assault map yep. is that one where you have to like advance into it. Yeah, but uh, I also I, I also for me episode four too like I just um, Shin Hati like is like I mean like every time she <laughs> gives you that stare yeah like and she's just like like she's just like and then Balin even like <laughs> he literally is like. Whoa, girl! Whoa! Like he, he like calls her back like a dog. Like yeah, she didn't drop it. Drop it. Yeah. Let her go. Let her go. Like the performances she's of Shin and Balin and yeah. the way that they contrast each other, and and the fact that you still don't really know exactly what their angle is, like, and like it just feels like a very fragile alliance between him and her and yeah and and Morgan. And Morgan. Like she like, might be like chomping at the bit to take him out. Like then the Master Apprentice. I don't know. Thing. I don't know. Uh, if it's I, like I don't know. I don't know. Like, like for, there like was what? like yeah. one one thing that kind of caught that kind of uh, stood out to me, and that was uh, like Balin's reaction to when Ahsoka like knocks out Shin. Like his reaction was like, "How dare you!" And, and that, that was like, okay, so they're not like the Sith where they think their apprentices are yeah, like, he expendable. Have, right. Some, well, some people so. are speculating that's his daughter. I don't think so. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. But that's that, what I'm. But, that's what I'm like. Yeah. That's what I'm excited. Like that. I don't. I have, yeah, like. I know thing. Ahsoka and Anakin. Yeah. I don't know who these people are. Where, where is this going? Like, and what is the significant? Like, Mm-hmm. It has to be significant, and there's things we just don't know yet, and that's right. what's exciting. And like mm-hmm. to lead into like episode five, then like 
the showdown between him and Ahsoka, like he got he was able to get the upper hand on her when he he basically was like just like your master Anakin, like you leave nothing but like a there's nothing but like a trail of death and destruction in your way. Like so it seems like he's disillusioned. He was like a Jedi and he's like disillusioned by like the path the Jedi took of being like generals and like basically like that's the like Jedi or war criminals like trope you see on the internet. Like he's kind of embodying that like grievance against the Jedi. That like that's why he's like lost faith because he saw them like being these like warriors or these like war criminals, right? So like he got to her like core fear. Just like he, he twisted like Sabine's core. Like he found out her core like vulnerability is like that she wants to save Ezra. So he was able to like I like use that just like a Sith would to like get her to drop the map in his hands. He got to Ahsoka or got the upper hand to like push her off by like calling out her like main wound or her main like vulnerability, which that's what she had to deal with in the world between worlds. It was like mm-hmm. you had to like deal with that it was like her final like lesson or her final like therapy session or whatever. Don't like, jump to that because if you start that, I'm, I'm not just... gonna let go. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so like, I think like that to me like that. That revealed even more intriguing. Like, I want to know, like, what is Balin's backstory? Like, it sounds like he's coming at it from, like, he's, like, lost faith in the Jedi way or the Order because he seems to have, like, he he both says, like, Anakin spoke highly of you. But, like, so he seems to know Anakin, but also is, like, he let out his true colors in that, like, when they're locked to sabers. Yeah. He's, like, it's, you've left, like, just like your master, you've left a trail of destruction and death. He's, like, disillusioned by like, the legacy of the Clone Wars and, like, the Jedi's role in it. And, like, they... Well, and specifically Anakin, I think. Yeah, like, he, he, like... I think there's something we don't know yet about... that's why I'm super intrigued. It's something that he experienced. Mm -hmm. Or maybe even that he feels like, you know, clearly the Jedi lost their way if they produced something like... So, like, did his, like, Padawan get, like... Killed, killed in this Clone Wars, not even from Order 66, just like, right. did he lose like a couple Padawans over the Clone Wars in the or, war? Or from Anakin directly. Right. Yeah, or did Anakin kill? Kill or like... I mean, Anakin had to, had to have killed somebody that he knew. Right. Either as like yep. Vader, like, or like because of Order 66. Yeah, uh-huh. and I'm thinking yeah. that specifically. But yeah, some kind of trauma tragedy with Anakin involving Anakin or that he blames Anakin for and thus like Ahsoka or he has a direct connection with Ahsoka and it's something she did right I don't know like I'm really intrigued to find out yeah that's what, what I'm saying like it's, yeah. Like, yeah. Right. it's a very, but I think Filoni yeah. it's, it's encouraging to see that Filoni can handle Ahsoka and Anakin so well but also create completely new characters which he's done before obviously yeah. but like mm-hmm. completely new characters that are like filled with like yeah. all kinds of like it's loaded with like questions and like you know. and he they both kind of fit the lane of like the classic like the pre Disney like in the nineties they had like the dark Jedi like were the bad guys so like in the stories in like computer games and in books and whatnot before I think even the term Sith was used anywhere they were called like dark Jedi so like yeah. it, was, it was like taking place after Return of the Jedi like. Like, I'm thinking, like, the Dark Forces games, Jedi Knight, yep. Jedi Academy and all that. Those were, like, Dark Jedi. And they were, like, former Jedi who, like, kind of dabbled in the dark side and, like, kind of were doing their own thing. 
because there was no like Jedi Order anymore, and they were like weren't going to join Luke, but they were like using the dark side or trying to like play with it or whatever. Um, and those two fit into that like mold in this new like they're kind of resurrecting that idea of like they're not trying to resurrect resurrect like the Sith rule too necessarily. They're just like they're using the dark side, hence the orange lightsabers instead of red lightsabers, right? Like it's symbolic. I think that's kind of cool that they're kind of bringing that back. So, so episode five. I'm just trying to th- just trying to think of what else has like happened in four that was fascinating. And I and I think that's kind of cool that this show definitely carries something that has been like one of the great things about Star Wars is like a master and apprenticeship, like the. Um, like the teach, like the, how the teacher, like, um, like that student yeah. teacher relationship yeah. kind of that's true thing. And For Anakin, like through Anakin, Anakin and Ahsoka, and then Ahsoka so yep, and then uh, and, I, and that and yeah, even like, like Sabine and Ezra to some degree, right? Didn't Ezra like show her some stuff, or was that Kanan showing? That was Sabine mostly Kanan, the lightsaber, the dark saber, yes, yeah. right, yeah. I was I was mostly keen, but like Ezra did show her a little bit. Yeah, but I felt that that was just more Kanan trying to brush that off onto him, right? Because like he was kind of doubting himself at that time. Mm-hmm. So, which I, I guess that's kind of a cool thing in episode five. They finally dropped his darn name. Yep, they say his name for the sake of the audience. Yeah, <laughs> the un the uninitiated audience. <laughs> Oh, now they can finally YouTube this guy, and but right. I, I, I still stand by this, and I know I've gotten it. We're saying it. Kanan's probably the best uh, Jedi character that Disney's done. That Disney's done? Yeah. Hmm. Did Disney? Oh, like. Oh yeah, Disney, no, yeah. Like, Rebels was like, Disney. Yep. Yeah. Uh, wait, it was. All of Rebels was done post yeah. Disney. Yeah, it was like the first, yeah. first, it was 2000, like the first 2014. Show. Yeah, it was like their first All show. Ten years. He's really the only like Jedi that they created that was from previous, right? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah. else is right. Ray. He's like an original Ray. character. Yeah. An original Jedi character that yeah, is like from his, the era. Who's connected to the pre-Disney. Right. Like so, he's pulling from the from the. Well, reality. he's like situated in the OT yeah. period. Yeah. Yes. Not the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Four was great. God, the lightsaber kind of. was five great. though. <laughs> the, the, I will say that. Did you notice some of the new sound effects they introduced in the duel between Balin and Ahsoka? Like yes. Some, yep. Well, they so used like Vader's like Vader's saber ignition sound basically for for Balin's saber. That was different than like Ahsoka. It had like the Kenobi Ray lightsaber sound, and I feel like there was two different sounds when they were like each igniting theirs, and then like, and Balin used Qui Gon's like stance at one point. Did you see that? Yeah, that that's one thing I did like with Ahsoka and Marak, and then with her and Balin, they were switching back and forth between different stances. Yeah. And she was only using the one lightsaber, the longer one. Like, and she was using it like a katana. It was like a yeah. samurai versus like a knight. Basically, it was like the style they were using. It's kind of cool. And like, yeah, Balin's just like a tank. Like, he's Vader, very, very Vader-esque. Yeah, like just big, big, powerful moves. Mm-hmm. And like armored. And like, 
just yeah i love their like yeah. their costumes like that's also like i've never seen like that's unique like mm-hmm. he almost deserves yeah. like the kylo ren lightsaber with the side guards coming yes. up like, that would look really cool and if it was like extra long like a claymore basically like a, a like a claymore lightsaber that would like, fit like in jedi survivor he's got like that yep. long oh yeah yeah like, it, it, the it base of it there. even like when it, where it comes out has like a little bit of a bell yeah shape to mm-hmm. it like it's blended into the hilt like in a different way yeah yeah he's cool so yeah guess guess let's just hop right into five yeah i mean by golly what what hasn't been said that can be said i mean it's like the star final Wars. lesson between ahsoka and anakin anakin's yeah. final lesson for ahsoka which in Prox in the proximate the proximate lesson is like she's apparently like in limbo for dying or living from the fall and she has to choose whether to like live or die or keep fighting or not really is the mm-hmm. meta lesson there and so like she chooses to live obviously and is allowed to then live I guess miraculously so that's, that's, right isn't that the lesson let's, let's, but also like making sense of her like legacy of like what what is her part in this legacy. That's what she was conflicted about, I guess. Well, I think I think that what I got from the f- four episodes leading up to it is that Ahsoka, like, it's pretty clear to me, like, she even says, like, I mean, she basically is, like, she's, tr- she's trying, she's trying to forget about her past, but she's actually not able to. And Sabine reminds her of it, um... Everything, everything that's going on reminds her of the fact that she has all this stuff in her past that is kind of unresolved. And that's why I think now it makes more sense like that her character up until episode five is like very dour. She's kind of like, she's kind of a you know, negative Nancy. She's just very, yeah, like she's not really nice to anyone really. Mm-hmm. She's kind of got an attitude. Irritated. Yeah, yeah. she's she's. If you, if you looked at her younger self, the irritation is there, but like it is. But this more is a problem. different. This is more like it's more like a bummer. Like she's like a. She's depressed. Yeah, she's not a happy person. Clinically depressed. And and she's PTSD. Yeah, really. Exactly. Yeah, and absolutely. I thought that. Um, well, so. I think you're right about that, but I don't, and I can fill in the gaps from Clone Wars and Rebels, but I think the normie oh, yeah, no, is no, not, no. like, it wasn't, it wasn't set up well enough. It wasn't crafted well enough to, like, make that crystal clear, like, what, and it, Kenobi kind of had the similar problem a little bit, like, it wasn't totally crystal clear, like, what the, like, Leave what's up? the trauma, like, what's the, what is... What is going on in this head when you're like you're just like stoically looking with your arms crossed? Like we don't know, you're not giving us anything to go on. When Ke- when Kenobi's no with with Ahsoka like for the four first four episodes like nobody knows what's going on with her because she's a complete blank slate. If, if you don't know right yeah all that other like you're stuff. not like I can't right. read into this alien face right. like there's no emotion going on there's like nothing going on I can't she's not verbalizing her thoughts like no one's like probing for information like we don't know what's going on with her head which is why I think like some of those Clone Wars flashbacks would have been better sprinkled all throughout up to now. 
and then she finally gets to meet him in the world between worlds. But if she could have had some of these memories in like dreams or in like force, like she's like doing force meditation sessions and like reflecting on real memories, and that's where you, like they could have brought in some of these Clone Wars scenes as memories in the force somewhat, where she's not like she's not like embodying her younger self necessarily it's just like she's remembering and like the Anakin that we see on screen is the Anakin at the time not like force Anakin like in the present guiding her it's just like we could have seen shown they could have shown us which also serves like for normies like here is some of the background on Ahsoka like she was a clone warrior she was Anakin's apprentice this is the kind of stuff she had to deal with this is the trauma she had like they could have shown us all that in four episodes up to this point and they kind of did it all at once at all here and so like if you've made it this far with her you're kind of like oh okay i guess i finally understand like where she's coming from but also we just resolved it like it was shown and resolved all at once instead of like led up to over four episodes right for people who don't know yeah yes right. for yeah. people who do know it's very good i think except that like the whole like sabine thing all happened off screen before the show started like yeah like, there's so much like we're even all, all of us were like what like where exactly is like what's going on with soka right now in episode one like oh like oh she tried to train Sabine at some point and something happened like what happened there I don't know I don't know I don't know like it's like disorienting it, it, it took some while to orient like where everyone is like emotionally I guess like you know you have to like fill in the cracks of like what else do you know from the time mm-hmm. so in terms of the of the of the the whole sequence with Anakin in this episode like one thing I picked up on second and third viewing is that um, there's a lot of times where Anakin's like, I think it's more Anakin is. I think that the I think that the the entire sequence is is actually through Ahsoka. It's like Anakin even mentions at some points like it's almost like he's along for the ride. Right. Like, like, yeah, he's, like, oh, he's like, I don't yeah. know. What, like, what battle is this? Or I don't remember this. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, this is when we weren't together. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. He's and not then, really guiding her. It's more like she, yes. her subconscious is guiding this experience in a way. Yes. Yeah. That's definitely yes. what I picked up. I didn't pick it up quite as much right. on the first viewing, but on the second and third, it's pretty clear that this is like Ahsoka, she, she loses... Mm-hmm. The duel with Balin, she almost dies. She falls in the water, and while she's in that limbo state, through the Force, she—I think the Force really is what was the vehicle for this experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, now that Ahsoka shows up in this whatever this limbo is, and then Anakin's like, oh, now I can go and. Uh, I've been teacher yeah. or resolve. I've been waiting issues. here to, to log into the chat so I could talk to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I've I, been waiting in the Zoom call lobby, and now she finally showed up. I yeah. think it was. Although she does say, I did, he does say, I didn't expect to see you this soon. Meaning, like, like you died sooner than I thought you were going to die. Right, but then he says, "Well, you're not dead because you remembered Balin, so there's hope for you." But yeah. like, so like, she's in this limbo state. She. Because I think I think that actually the the core of that experience was that through that whatever that was, Ahsoka decides, no, I, I'm not ready to die yet. I'm not ready to give up. 
like right so that's what i'm saying it's i want to go back where it's like oh i didn't realize that like ahsoka was like basically suicidal or like was just like what is my purpose in life like like if if the whole thing was like do i die or do i go on do i let go it's like that wasn't super clear leading up in four episodes that she was like I don't, know, I don't know that she was suicidal, was. but I think she was. But like, if the choice is like, yeah, live, you got to choose. Like, you're in limbo. Like, are you going to let yourself die or are you going to live? And she's like, I want to live. And it's like, she didn't, like, I didn't, it's not like the Midnight Library, right? Where it's like, that's literally like, she's, yeah. like, she's like, took pills and then, like, goes and has this experience to, like, really decide if she really wants to die or not. And then she decides to live, right? Like, there wasn't, like, the lead up of, like, the pit, the very bottom pit for her, unless we were supposed to think that everything we saw of her was, like, her lowest point ever. Which would explain a lot of the like. I think her lowest point was when she was in Clone Wars, when she was convicted of a crime she didn't commit and yeah. she was forced out and, and then quit the order. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think she ever fully recovered from that. And I think that mm-hmm. but I think that in this I do think that it's pretty clear, like like they they do point to it and like, hey, you know, you you abandoned Anakin. Like like that's the thing for her was like yeah. she Anakin was there for her and mm-hmm. she turned her back on him which in some sense or because he then becomes Darth Vader she probably was like oh crap like because I right. left him that's be- that's why he became Darth Vader right. I contributed to that and she says and in, then all that she says in Mando that's why I won't train Grogu yeah. and then with Sabine she's like she walked away from Sabine even though it happened off mm-hmm. camera entirely she she's afraid she walked away from Sabine she's reluctant to train her again like I think there is again assuming that you have all the background like it is pretty clear that like she's not in a good space and she's struggling to really and I think even when Anakin says you know you lack conviction okay. like I do think that she, she didn't she didn't seem like in the first three episodes to be a character with real conviction. Right. I think that she has a sense of direction or purpose, like in a, some sense, but like she didn't seem like you know she's kind of like the only thing we really know is that she's concerned about Thrawn coming back. Yeah. But we don't really get the sense that she has an well, we don't overall know. like. Well, we have no idea why. Like, what was her interaction well, with Thrawn in Rebels? Uh, none. none. Yeah, so like we don't have anything like. Well, she didn't interact on. with him face to face, but she but had well, to know who he well, was. Well and, aware of who he is. Yeah, yeah. She's she's part of the rebellion. She knows mm-hmm. Thrawn is the formidable imperial opponent. But plus, Thrawn had ties with Anakin. Right. Yep. I think I think I think that the, I think the sequence was more. I do think that Anakin. I do think that that was Anakin. I don't think it was completely a figment of her imagination. Right. I don't think it was just completely yeah. just all in her head. Yeah. I think that I think that whatever that realm was Yeah. Whether it was whether it had any physicality or not. Right. The that was Anakin. Like if you're in yep. therapy and you like write a letter to your like deceased person that you loved that right. like and you pretend to talk to them versus like if you did like an actual like seance and actually could talk to them beyond the, the the veil, like that's the difference. Like it's 
not just her. It's like it's you, not therapy you for her. summon it's the like dead and they really, showed up. Yeah, she really, like, <laughs> yeah. like a seance was real and you really did talk to the dead spirit. Yeah, I versus think that, like just therapy or whatever. I yeah. think that if that, if, if you take the perspective that that was just completely in her head and that this was all just her. That was a near death experience. Yeah, like processing, processing that. Yeah. I think that weakens, it cheapens right. the whole sequence. Right. I do think that Anakin, whatever reach, and reach how, her. whatever yeah. that, whether it's purely in a, just a, in a, not a forced ghost sense, but like just like, a, like, like to her, he appeared as she remembered him and he can like freely appear to whoever he wants, however he wants, I guess. Right. Cause he could like switch between Vader and Anakin. Or yeah. I mean, I don't know. That like part's a little bit harder for me to explain that means guess, like that he's, that's why he's the chosen one because he can like he has balanced the light and the dark like he can turn on the dark and light at will and he's not captured yeah. by the dark but he's not like completely snuffed out he like found the balance so he can just like manifest both of kind of like the, the father uh, no, yeah like force. he just kind of was like existing force. in the force as the chosen one bringing balance to the force I guess until force I think he was I think he was he was drawing on that to force Ahsoka's right Process, but he's like, able to wield it without like, being consumed by it. Like he's able to like turn on the Vader, the Sith eyes. Yeah, it he's like, able to like wield the dark side without being thought, like I thought that, with like, fire without getting burned by it. Right. I feel like a lot of that though might you could interpret that like the things where the, those scenes where like it flashes Vader, mm-hmm. like that. I think that that could be interpreted as like Ahsoka is trying to like come to grips with like right because again like the last time that she saw anakin he was fully vader yeah he showed her no mercy Mm -hmm. and and then she was like yanked out of it by ezra like and if you think about that like right so when from that point she then if you if you could tell us that story in that in real time right like like, that's heavy. Yeah. Like, I saw Anakin. He's Vader, and he was gonna kill me. Mm-hmm. And then you don't. And then that's it. Like she doesn't. To the best of our knowledge, we don't know that there's any interaction like between her Kenobi and Anakin until this. Before the Kenobi show yeah. was like the last time he saw Anakin, he was trying to kill him by doing. Like jump, like don't don't do it. I have the high ground. And he like chopped his limbs off and like left him burning on the side of the yeah. mountain. Like Obi Wan was like, gosh, like my brother is now this like pitiful monster, creature. and then becomes Vader, and then he encounters yeah. him on the Death Star. But of course, with Kenobi, it's a little different. But like before the Kenobi, the Death Star was like, I, I'm confronting Vader, and I'm like, I'm trying to get his kid to kill him as much as I can. Like he he lost faith in Anakin's redemption because right. he's like. Goading Luke into killing him, <laughs> like I think, incessantly. <laughs> I think that I think that um, the two things I would say about that whole sequence is number one, I just think it was just so well. Like I don't know that I can find any flaws with those sequences. I think that visually they worked really well. I think that um, I think that was the those were the best. Um, Ahsoka sequences Hayden nailed it like yep, 100% like the, the the lightsaber action with older Ahsoka and younger Ahsoka the Clone Wars sequence like like everything in that space 
like when we were in that space like I don't ever remember going uh, or oof or mm. like I I didn't there was no moment where I was like well it was all good but that one moment uh, like I just felt like it was just so well done the only times that I had a that I struggled with it was when they would cut away from it <laughs> to like Jason just sitting there looking at the ocean with choppers. Two minutes with listening to the yeah. sounds of, I hear the lightsabers. But, but I think that... Um, and did Hera hear it too? Is that what I was picking up? That she was somehow able to well, hear it? we were talking about that. Yeah, did she I, hear it? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think that's more of her just believing in her son's the force, like as an opposed STD to now where she, well, she's force sensitive because she's stuck with Jedi. She... she <laughs> Was with Kanan. Oh yeah, like that. Didn't she that, actually like, sense his presence after he died? I believe. I want to say that's in her head, but I could. I don't know. I. I, I, mean, I think I, it's consistent. I, I it it's consistent with the themes in this show of like, yeah. hey, everyone has the Force. You know, we can. Yeah, yeah. Like so, like Hera's never going to be a Jedi. Hera is not. Like you can, you can tune into it to some degree with concentration practice and focus and if you're in proximity to someone who's right. tapped into it it's fine just like if you can like put your phone out for five minutes and like sit and deep breathe and like yeah focus yeah. on your breath then you can Tune actually enter something support, else. something of a full yes. state like all it takes is a little bit of focus <laughs> like right. it's all there for the taking for the most part but some people are like super meditators right you can yeah. dip into that immediately versus others that like never get anywhere with it I probably wouldn't get anywhere with it. <laughs> so I didn't. I disagree a little bit, Aaron. I, I think some of the. I think some of the Clone War, like some of the like smoke stuff, was kind of janky for me. Like it looked. I thought it looked kind of cheap. I know they were trying to do like. I know it's supposed to be like a dreamy dream sequence, like a smoky, smoky memories and like foggy yeah. memories kind of look. But like, I'm also like, well, it also like conveniently is like, it's a really inexpensive way to do this stuff like in the volume like in a day or two of shooting without having to like make full size ATSTs or whatever and like without having to like render entire like landscapes you can like just have everyone run on flat sand in the volume and have like timed explosions going off and like you're kind of like getting the but sense of what's like, going on I feel like the but I kind of I guess it, like overall it works like for what it's trying to do but like I thought it looks like oh this is a set this is a TV set I can tell it looked like it looked like a really high quality like stage play, like like it looked like something you'd have on stage happening with like lights happening and like fog and like it just looked like a stage play, which isn't I don't know. You know I, I mean I, that kind of worked for me in a way because mm-hmm. like I I like I adore like um and I I adore the thing where like a, a production has to think a little outside of the box when they're given something like they they don't have that much access to things and so they have to kind of use their uh imagination That's like actually Disney. Put, yeah that that, that works <laughs> and it kind of works here and well, like i think i, it, I, think I also it, liked how it uh it kind of like and i and like the first time i was watching i was like why aren't they just doing that the like why don't they just show the full uh Teth, like the Teth background or the full Ryloth background, and I'm like, well, it's supposed to be like that. It's a different realm. It's not, and nothing in there. It's not a clear memory. That those are two or three different planets of battles. Like Tuanormi, there was three things we saw. We saw Teth, Ryloth, and Mandalore. Mandalore, yeah. And a casual person would not know those are three different times, other than when Anakin's like, I don't recognize this one. 
then you, the audience, are like, oh, this must be a different time that we're talking about. Right. But like, the first two, where it's like, oh, there's a, they're running into the battle, and the next thing you know, she's, like, crying over the dead soldiers. That was a totally different battle. That wasn't even, right. like, the aftermath of Teth. That was well, a, we noticed, a different planet. Like, you can tell that the color changed. Yes. Yeah, the smoke um, was, like, pink or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that was pink and, for Teth. And they even for told Ryloth. you. And plus, like, there were Ryloth soldiers in there, too, if you really looked in the background. Yeah, you yeah, saw the yeah. I think, I think that, um... I think that if they had rendered it as fully hyper real, it would have it would have distracted taken away a little bit from the fact that this isn't really happening. Like, it's not a flashback in the truest right. sense. Right. Okay. It's, That's true. It's not like oh hey like like when hate when Anakin and Obi Wan when they flash back to their duel that's actually you're seeing it as it happened. Mm-hmm. As a flashback, right? As a plot, the device. like Coruscant one from yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yes. whereas this is like it's not happening necessarily, right? It's it's like a it's curated memory somewhere, memory. Yeah. you know. Um, oh, or she's like presented with a vision, yeah, of a memory. Yeah, and I think I think that I think that um, I also think that it really the, the 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 fog and the smoke was really cool because it like it magnified the. The glow of the lightsabers and the mm-hmm. and the and the laser fire and like the outline of Vader like was more exaggerated. Um, yeah. like it's all kind of surrounded by like really foggy and then like his sharp outline like flashing like was like very spooky and like very haunting. And I have to give props to the uh, lighting crew that like. That transition between those like red and blue lightsabers between those seemed so seamless, mm-hmm. and like oh yeah, that that could have easily been screwed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I and, think that and, and, the and smoke thing is more of like I would have maybe chosen something different, but for what they did, I think they did it well. Yeah. It's just, do you want the fog of war effect or not? But um, I do think that. Um, I don't feel I, I don't feel like that took away from the weight of what was happening. Like it didn't make me like forget about the significance of like anytime Anakin and Ahsoka were interacting or talking or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I was still one hundred percent like drawn into that like that in- interaction. But I just thought I thought it was I thought Hayden. Look, I mean, like again. I don't know, like, that was the best de-aging. Like, there was never a moment where I, I, I was like, ah, I could see that. Like, yeah, like you know, like, what they did with Indiana Jones or <laughs> or even, like, even with... Um, yeah, if someone told me, like, we just used makeup on Hayden Christensen, who's, like, 45 years old or whatever. Yeah. And we didn't, we, we, like, did minimal to no digital touching up. I'd be like, okay, yeah, like, I'd buy it. But, like, I know they used... Like it helps that he is like eternally youthful in a sense. Right, like he, didn't he has that. Yeah, but Michael like, J. Fox just like effect. Kenobi, yeah, like Kenobi <laughs> made sense because he was like actually the age he should be. When so he didn't have to de-age him, but like, yeah, like it. It is the best example we've seen. Oh, it was it, like I mean, and then, it was, and then his like he adopted the, like the mannerisms, with the voice inflections of like the Clone Wars animated Anakin. Oh, man. a little bit, and and he yeah. didn't miss a beat, like. Yeah, and like it he's, was he's like as the, if the lightsaber just, stuff was like right. That right looks like they filmed off. it right after they were done with Revenge yeah. of the Sith. Yeah, 
and Anakin and Hayden was still the same age and the same. Yeah. And he, the, all the physicality, the Anik, the the signature Anakin, those like flourishes, facial expressions, yeah, voice tone, like his lightsaber dueling, like was like perfect, like wow, like just fantastic. Like I thought it was fantastic, and young Ahsoka. Knocked it out of the park. Knocked it out of the yeah. park. I think she like embodied like the Snips era. Oh, right? yeah. Like she did a really good job. And yes. like her physicality, like in those yeah. sequences, was fantastic. She moved better than forty-five-year-old yeah. Ahsoka moves. Yeah, or anybody <laughs> in the like. I mean, like, and like she held her own against Anakin for a little while. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even as dark side Anakin. Like, well, I think like I know people are like, how could Anakin? How could Ahsoka beat Anakin? And I think like I think that. He like presented her like he wanted to force like her to like have the lightsaber up to his throat. Like he was trying to force the choice of like, are you gonna strike me down in anger or are you gonna like do like my dad did or my son, like throw the lightsaber at the last second, throw it away. Like so I think he like threw the fight at the end or whatever uh-huh. to like force the choice. And she like flashed the Sith eyes for a second, like or so did, did either, she flash well, the eyes, or was that just I, I think, a red lightsaber right up? I think it might. I think it was like a, a slight, like I like. I have faced the dark side like you have, and I beat it like you did. Right. I think that was her kind of showing like a hint of that. Yes. To him. Yep. And that's all he knew is like, oh, like you're gonna be okay. That's what he says. Like, and there, there were there were like yeah when Aunt, when when Ahsoka says you know. Well, I didn't use Jedi protocol when I interrogated this person. Or yeah, you know, like she wasn't like yeah, real light side ish up yeah. to that point either. Like you know, and I think that's the whole point, right? Because I mean, she comes out, she's Ahsoka the White, right? Like she's she's uh-huh. purified from her demons, right? And she's she's you know, and she's surrendered. Like that's why I love those sequences where she's like. Yeah, I don't know if we're going yeah, to get like, Do you know but, that we're yeah. getting there? She's like, I don't know. Like, well, what happens if we get lost? Yeah, like, she's you know, like liberated. She's like, we're just going to trust the force she's and like, just uh, go. She's like the guy from Office Space once he gets hypnotized and he just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have any other thoughts about the sequence? Because I think that's obviously the majority of what we would even talk about. But like, Yeah. Um, I, I've... I want. I'm super curious on David's thoughts on this one because, like, I definitely, like, I, I definitely saw that this was a, de- a good David episode. I loved it. Um, we were talking Aaron and Sean after we we watched it. There's, I was really hoping for for more Vader, yeah, and, yeah, as, as expected. That. Yeah, but how Filoni played that, it made me super content. Yeah, because she knew him like ninety nine percent of what she knows him is Anakin, and like the suit is only just and, that yeah. One. And with like her Dagobah moment or however yeah. like you want to say it, Anakin, Anakin is the issue. It wasn't necessarily Vader because Vader is just the result of Anakin's bad decisions. Oh okay, yeah. Um, and we never got to see Dark Side Anakin with red lightsaber. Right. So being able to see that, that that blew me out of the park. Mm-hmm. It blew it out of the park for me. 
Yeah, when he like he turns around to reignite the saber, but it's red. You're like, whoa! And then when it switches back to her, you see her just stare at that yeah. at that that direction. Then her eyes shift back up. Then it switches to him, and he's got the red eyes. Yeah, yikes! But yeah, the, the chore, choreography was pretty good. It it could have been better if they got um, I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, Nick Nick Gillard. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that would have made it a hundred times better. But also, Anakin wasn't trying to kill her. He was trying to test her. Mm-hmm. And I, I do agree with you, Aaron. I think that is that was Anakin. But I think it was him more as as the role that the, the, fa- the, father. the father wanted him to be, right. where he was controlling, able to control the light in the dark. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think that they smartly though they didn't even try to explain that to the yeah. armies. Like, they're just, oh yeah, the the mortars. Yeah, thing. like that would have oh, just been yeah. like, too much done. Yeah. So, like, here's kind of a, a weird uh, thing that kind of popped up in a chat, and it's like, where would Anakin sit with Bendu? I'm like, well, we're not getting into that <laughs> discussion. Yeah. And my so my other grie- like, my other like grievance that, that, is that, that like, like ignore me. Uh, where like it grieves me that we never got to see like Anakin do this with Luke or with yes. like Ben Solo. Yes, like, we were talking like, about oh that. Oh my gosh! Like here. what a wasted opportunity. Yes, yep. like 100%. I want to see like yes. Luke converse with his father like through the Force. Well, so then that book, in that book. What's the name of the book again? Uh, Shadows of the Sith. Shadows of the Sith. Yes. Does he do that? Uh-huh. There is yes. a there is a time when Anakin shows up to okay. Luke, to Luke in a very physical sense. Yeah. And they do talk. And is that the first time that it, that that happens that you know of? That I'm aware of. That I'm aware of. I mean, other than the end of Return of the Jedi, where he just he right. just sees him. So I mean, maybe in like, a comic, but yeah, I, 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 like, I, I was almost certain it was gonna be like like in Rise of Skywalker when like Kylo Ren is like on the Death Star ruins right. and it's Han I was like I was for sure thinking it was going to be Anakin to like finally whip some sense in his grandson like you have no idea like you're a fanboy of Vader but like you have no idea what you're talking about like yeah, I'm going to you straight like what an opportunity instead what they what they did instead was just say oh that was all Palpatine yeah because he basically at the beginning of the movie yes they basically tell you like oh when all those times you were hearing Vader right or thinking Vader or whatever you thought you were experiencing with Vader yeah that was just Palpatine right mm. which even Stunk was Palpatine uh, ultimately uh, but I think that I think that in that particular sequence like absolutely whether it was then which would right. have been the perfect time or any other time yeah the fact that they never did it is what's so yeah like, so it's like I'm glad that like it happened and but it's like, but for Ahsoka, I don't know, like, ah, should have been for Luke. Like, this, we should have had this experience, but with Luke engaging with... With, with Anakin, Anakin engaging with Kylo. Or yeah, Luke, too. Or, yeah, but just yeah. some yeah. kind of, like, Anakin's presence. Like, right. you know, where was Anakin the entire sequel trilogy? Right. Did he, like, well, dissolve I mean, like, into the Force by Anakin then, should have been... Yeah, in the sequel trilogy, what Obi Wan was in the original yes, trilogy, exactly, and they didn't Absolutely. do it at all. Like even they, in Last Jedi, yeah, Yoda makes sense, but like you could have had Anakin, Yoda, you could have Anakin show up after Yoda shows up on the island when he like burns the tree and everything, and like he like has the heart to heart with Luke, like that's when you could have brought in Anakin, too, in addition to Yoda, and then have a three part conversation there. Man, that would have really set Luke. Could have showed a Yoda. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like what are you doing, people? But, so that's like, I don't know, like it's, 
Uh, the cynic could be like, well, of course, like Filoni gave his pet character this treatment. Like he got, he gave her that. And like, it's like that meme of like the mom holding the kid, like in the pool, you know, the kid's like drowning and like, yeah. like skeletons at the bottom of the pool <laughs> yeah. where it's like, Filoni's like, oh, it's no good. And then Luke's like drowning. Well, I mean, the Filoni's not responsible for what they've been the sequel <laughs> yeah. yeah. And to be fair to Filoni, like there's absolutely every reason in the world for that to happen between Anakin and Ahsoka yeah. because that was his Padawan through the right. whole Clone Wars and yep. so it completely makes sense it's just the only thing that do I don't like, in other strategic ways in what I've seen of Rebels and having seen obviously like Revenge of the Sith like Anakin regressed in Revenge of the Sith like if you watch it chronologically he like regressed in his like character and temperament like he's much more like arrogant prideful like he doesn't come across in, in Revenge of the Sith, obviously, because it wasn't invented yet. He doesn't come across as someone who's had a Padawan, who's, like, kind of been compassionate and been, like, tender in a way to her. Right. Like, they, like, they make him more mature in, like, between 2 and 3 era. Like, in Clone Wars era, they flesh out Anakin. And then, like, if you just watch it chronologically, you, like, erase all of that character development by the time Revenge of the Sith happens. And then, like, you suddenly make him go bad, more or less. Like... Like, this is an old grievance that, like, they should have had, like, basically episode two of, of like, the prequels should have been episode one, and they could have, like, made the, the, like, episode two, the new episode two could have been when, like, Anakin decides to, like, bow to Vader, or bow oh. to Palpatine, uh, and then, like, okay. episode yeah. three is, like, the middle of episode three is when the duel happens and he turns into Darth Vader in the suit, and then, like, the back half of episode three is, like, hunting down, trying to, like, hunt down his kids that he knows you know, exists or like something happened, like where he's like hunting down the rest of the Jedi through order 66. And then like, everyone's like scattering, but that's neither here nor there. But I think like his it's, so it's like, it's weird to see like Anakin as a 19 year old being so like big brotherly to Ahsoka. And then you see that a lot in the Clone Wars show too. And then, and then just have like an in episode three, he's like a different character in, in Revenge of the Sith. And that's obviously logistical because one preceded the other. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, it's just kind of weird to see. Well, George said... Yeah, he... He, said he's like, it, he has a paddle on. He has a paddle on. <laughs> that's just what it is, yeah. Right. So, um... So the rest of the episode, eh, whatever. <laughs> like, See, again, all the new public stuff was so dumb to me. Like, I didn't like any of it. I, 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 I liked... The only part that I liked with the New Republic was that... They got humbled. Like, they came in, like, we're here to set things straight. And then, like, and then the Pergil all come, come flying in after Carson told him, yeah, told them everything. And they're like, oh. And I think that that was a, kind of like, it's like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing. There's something going on here. And you, you, don't get it. And but, like, if we're supposed to care, like, if we're supposed to take, like, Mon Mothma's, like, hollow message to Hera and, by extension, Carson, if we're supposed to be like, oh, no, I hope, like, I hope Hera doesn't get stripped of her command, like, what's going to happen with that? Like, if we're supposed to care about that, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't no. care about that plot line. Like, if that wasn't supposed to be part of the Ahsoka show and that was supposed to be, like, some of Hera's involvement in this new Rangers of the New Republic show and they put it in Ahsoka, like, 
then that makes that would make sense like why it's so like just tacked on <laughs> as like this the deep C plot of this one, right? Like the D or C tier plot of the show is like everything that's happening with they're like putting Hera randomly in like around and she's like not really doing anything except getting in trouble, I guess. Um, well, I mean, she's she came out there to essentially help them or save them, I guess. Which she didn't do. Right. Really. Well, I mean, she was too late. Yeah. And she... Yeah, the hyperspacer went to uh, ludicrous speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that the... I think that that's probably... I mean, I'm not. That's the only thing I'm not sure. Like, so Hera and Jason stay behind, right? They don't go to this other galaxy. Yep. And I don't know how much of that plot line is going to matter at this point. Yeah. Like in terms of the last three episodes, like clearly, like the focus, like every main character except Jason and Hera are now in this other galaxy. Yeah. All the main characters. I imagine we'll see her, like, see how I was right, and we gotta be ready for when he comes back. Like, they'll have some kind of thing about that. Like, a few scenes, probably in the next three episodes. Mm-hmm. Probably not in the very next one. Probably, you know, like, I, I have a feeling the season's gonna, like, end with, like, Thrawn on his way back, like, the end of, like, the season of Game of Thrones, like, season five or whatever, when, like, Daenerys is, like, riding with the fleet to Westeros and like that's oh, when the season yeah. I'm feeling that that's how the show this entire season of the show is going to be like we got to be ready for Thrawn he's back blah, blah, blah. it's going to end with him like I'm, I'm okay I'm coming back now and that's how it ends <laughs> it's like oh, ow come on like, I don't know they've got and, like three episodes I don't know <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine that they spend three episodes in that new galaxy yeah. and Thrawn doesn't show up till the end of the third one yeah that but, would seem Again, I... What are they going to do for... Because I straddled the bridge of, like, I'm not a total normie, but I'm not a total sweaty on the whole, like, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah. Like, I have not been given good enough reasons to feel, like, the ominous presence and threat of Thrawn in the background lurking. Like, even, like, even the Night Walkers and the, and the Night King, right? The White Walkers and the... The, the White King guy from Game of Thrones, like, the threat of, like, what's coming through the wall when winter comes, like, that's looming for seasons of that show, and you feel it, and, like, they give you little glimpses here and there. Like, I... They haven't given me anything to be like, why is Thrawn a threat? Or why do we care? Or, like, why should I care about... Why does everyone care about this guy? Right. I have nothing, right? In this show. Like, obviously, if you watch Rebels, you see a little more of his, like, his slyness and his, like competency and stuff but like in this show it's just they're telling us constantly about Thrawn and they haven't done anything to show any kind of like impending doom about it or like there's no stakes with his return or not like that's what all that's the MacGuffin of all these characters but like it doesn't work as a MacGuffin for an audience member because like we're not really like like we weren't weren't invested in the Death Star plans but we were invested in those who were trying to get the Death Star plans to the Rebels right like I don't feel like either of those is even landing for me, as like an audience member, of like I don't care, like oh no, you're not the map. invested in Ahsoka. Well, I'm like who's got the map? Who's got the map? And I'm like oh, the map got destroyed. Oh no, like, like we're like, I don't really know. Like, yeah, it's not clear to me. Like, what is the threat? 
and I, I'm like, maybe Throne, if Throne comes back, he can whip these people into shape and like. So you think that's like you know like clear out the stupid New Republic and like re- like I want the Empire to come back at this point because the New Republic sucks, right? That's so where. It's like, am I supposed to feel that? Probably not. That's where it's like <laughs> like see because the flip side of that coin for the sweaties is Thrawn is a major character that's been around for a very long time. Right. And but the show's not doing him service. Right, which is that thing. So that's they're not doing that's the trick. That's the that's the double edged sword of doing an Ahsoka show is yes. like, mm-hmm. like it's also leading up to the Filoni's movie. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying I'm worried that like this show is just like setting the table of the Thrawn piece by like most of the sh- most of the show has been like let's get Ahsoka to Ahsoka the White let's like have her have her like therapy and then we'll like also launch this Thrawn plot but like I also have a feeling like we've talked about like when they get there things are not going to be what they seem and like he's going to be like an anti-hero more than a villain like he's going to be like a necessary ally that they're going to need because he's like there's this bigger threat that's threatening everybody and like we're going to team up for now like an army of undead or like the Yuuzhan Vong are like orcs basically right or like the Borg right so like if that's what they're going to go with it then like they're going to need him like everyone's going to have to work together to repel like a common threat right. and like if that's what they're going to try to set up in the next three episodes leading into more seasons of whatever or a movie then like fine but it's also like that makes this eight episode show just like a long prelude to well, a it's, story it's very similar if you think about like mm-hmm. Avenger, the Avengers the whole first you know, phase or whatever. Yeah, like Thanos. Right. Is like he's only in like phase two and three, basically. Well, and he's he's you don't really even see him really in any. Wasn't he like in the post credits of Avengers one? Yes. Is when you see Thanos like in the post credits. But like, if you yeah. haven't read any of the comics, yeah. you're like, I don't know who that is. Right. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Right. But by the end of that, by the end of right. end game, snaps, and you're like, oh my gosh. By yeah. the end of that, it's like, like Thrawn is. Probably outside of the original trilogy characters, the one that's gotten the most treatments of any character. Like he's in, yeah. he has uh-huh. more of his own books. He has, he's yeah. in all of these other series. He's, he's, you know, I mean, there's just so much, which is, which is can also be a double edged sword because then there's a lot of people. I'm not one of them, but there's a lot of people that are like really holding their breath to see how they're going to handle Thrawn. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about it, but like, but for people who really are invested in that character, then, you know, it's like, okay, like, what are you going to do with this? What, mm-hmm. Someone who is, even though he's never in any of the films, is, I mean, you could make the argument he's a legacy character. Like, he's... He's as close to it as it gets. Yeah, yeah. without being... I'd say so, yeah. Without being in any of the movies. Yeah. Like... Especially with like using the book series after he's had three six. trilogies of books. Yeah, yeah his, own, his like own prequels, right? He has three trilogies of books if you count *Heir to the Empire* or you know right. that older one, and the then original. the two new ones, yeah. and then his very central in *Rebels*. Um, I love Thrawn in *Rebels*. Like, oh, so good. Like, like, and he's so and like I love like there's a whole backstory there like of like. How like he in- endures like all of this like essentially racism because the empire never yeah. allows non-humans in and he comes barging in and like right. you know and he's just calm and cool while everybody's like who is this guy and he's like 
playing 4D chess. Yeah, like he's, just, oh, he's yeah. such a unique character in and Star he, like, Wars. Studies everyone's art to like understand. Yeah, like, like yeah. he's just he's like he's not he's not the typical imperial moron right. who's either you know like just doing whatever he can whatever he can to not get force choked by Vader or to not he's not know, a sycophant. Like yeah, like he yeah. yes, not at all, and like. He's probably the only person that you could make the argument actually outdoes Vader and Palpatine. Like he's he's even like outsmarts them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, because in um, the Alliance book with Anakin and Thrawn and Vader and Thrawn, Vader confronts Thrawn. I'm sure it's like you're a tactician. I'm sure you figured out a way to kill me. Actually, I've considered three, <laughs> three or four. Whatever, but it's like he just outthinks everyone. Yeah, except for Ezra in Rebels. In Purgles, yeah, yeah. What do you think about the Purgle sequence? Oh, oh, I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked amazing, and I thought it was so cool that they took their time with it. Like the scene where she's standing on the ship, and that thing just comes up, and she's just standing there. She just gets literally smaller, and like not literally, but like mm-hmm. first she's out there standing on the ship in the middle of this open sky, and then this giant you know thing comes out and the way she communicates with it and then like I'm not sure how much I was a fan of the ship flying into the whale but although like wasn't Thrawn was just grabbed on yeah. by the tentacles yeah. wasn't he yeah, then the, or was it that they grabbed the Star Destroyer Star Destroyer okay so and he, he was he was ro- yeah, he, was he just wrapped in but like he was in a vacuum chamber or was he like exposed to the vacuum of space because didn't they break through the windows of the Star Destroyer to like grab him like, they, how were did he survive? Like, they were just yeah they were out. both yeah like how did they survive that yeah <laughs> After all this, they go there like, oh yeah, actually they died in transit, so they're not actually there. There's <laughs> some explanation for it. Or they probably could have uh, jumped, like, they have a better sense of, like, jumping, like, stop, like, jumping out of hyperspace than ships do, so they can probably do it, like, within an atmosphere. Hmm. So Normally, maybe. with, like, Star Wars technology, when, like, the windshields break, there's, like, a blast shield that shuts like in um, Invisible Hand and yeah and Revenge of the Sith. Sith yeah after Grievous broke that windshield it all they all went down hmm. yeah I think I think that what I enjoyed about the Pergil was that number one like like if you just told say hey there's gonna be space whales in this episode you'd be like oh come on like and honestly when I first saw Pergil and the Rebels I was like <laughs> but I thought it looked fantastic I thought it looked amazing, and I love like that's Star Wars to me. Like when when they do those things, where like like the thing where she's standing there and she's she looks normal sized, and then this something much bigger, you know, like like that whole the whole thing going all the way back to the original movie, you know, the big yeah. ship flying over, and then like the way that they approached this the 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 fleet of New Republic ships and oh, like yeah. and how as they were flying through and like that you got a sense of the scale of those creatures and how majestic they were, like the way they moved. And like, I love the idea of like that, that whole concept of like a, like a, an organic being that can, you know, space travel. Yeah. Do those kinds of things. Like, and also like force sensitive to some degree because she like tried communing with it in the forest. Yeah. Which we've established with Ezra. Ezra was able to do that as well. I I saw a post on Instagram. I don't know. I don't remember if I shared it or not. But it, it showed Ahsoka going off with Purgle, 
then it, on the bottom half it showed Grogu looking at the purgle in hyperspace. Mm-hmm. So then there was a, like a question. It's like, is did, happening? Did Grogu, did Grogu sense Ahsoka with the purgle as they're going through hyperspace? Yeah, that takes place a lot of time. Ah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think don't, overall, I don't think so. considering but. considering everything. Again, like like I said, the whole space whale thing being something that you would just probably on its face like think couldn't be done well. It I thought it looked great, and I thought that it was done really well, and I thought that it was. I thought it was cool, just the contrast of like Morgan Elsbeth and her dependence on technology, right? Like, yeah, she has the magic and stuff, but like ultimately that was a technological feat. Yeah, and you know, and then Ahsoka uses the force and these living beings to do the same thing. And I, I think that's I think that's a cool contrast. Like which is similar to the Empire, right? The Empire's like, we got a Death Star. We blew it up, you know. Right. And Luke Ewoks, didn't even have his targeting computer on, you know. He's just stormtroopers. Like like it's like yeah. you know, the ultimate David and Goliath in that scenario. But I yeah. think that that's, that's something that I, I like that contrast. Um and just how arrogant Morgan Elsbeth is. Like she's so like she just thinks she's just unstoppable. <laughs> Coolest thing since sliced bread. I did think yeah. like when like Hera is like, May the force be with you, I just got like the vibe from like the Princess Bride, like, bye, have fun storming the castle. <laughs> like I just had it like like this like I don't know, kinda of hokey, like, bye, have fun, see ya. I thought that both have a good episodes, day at school, kids. Episodes four and five together felt very Empire Strikes Back. It felt very like she says, you know, I, I'm gonna go find them. I promise. Yeah, like, right. Um, and I do think that overall the series has done a good job of, again, to your point, Sean. Even though for a lot of normies or people who have very little, uh, you know, it might not hit that way. Yeah. But for me, it. I think. You know, unfortunately, I mean that's just the way it is, right? It's like if you're if you're gonna do a Rebels season five and you haven't watched Rebels, then it just won't hit for you. Like it's just that's yeah. just the nature of it. Like unless they just decided to never do this, then right. you know. But which makes um, you wonder, like, why didn't they just make Rebels make this Rebels season five, make it live action, and oh, call it Rebels? Good live action. Like, is it good as the Ahsoka show? Or would it have been better if they branded it and marketed it as Rebels Season 5 in its live action? I think if you would have marketed it as Rebels Season 5, people would have been, like, so huh. confused. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, then it's like, oh, then I have to watch. Well, they'd be like, well, we just watched Andor, and now you're making Rebels, but it's different. But, you know, that's like, that's always been... It's, it's, the, yeah. it's the running joke, right? Yeah. It's the running joke about Star Wars. It's like, wait, so the first episode yeah. is the, the fourth, fourth movie? Right. And the yeah. and who the why isn't is, yeah. so and so in when this is show? This? When like, does this happen? When, <laughs> yeah. when does this and it's like to me, it's for me. I very selfishly, it's like, well, it's six A B Y. Like, like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm invested for forty plus years, <laughs> so I don't really care what yeah. other people. Think. Just wait, well, yeah, and don't even try like Dune or something. Don't, don't try explaining. Oh, this yeah. You're like, what's going on? Just yes, yeah, just absorb it. Don't even try to think about it. I think if just... you if you, I think also what what again and this all speaks to your point. But like, if you have all of that background, right? If you've been following these characters and these stories for this long, 
then to me, this, what this tells me is if you contrast what Filoni's been doing for the last however many years, 15 really, to, to, to what Disney did with the sequel trilogy in three years, like, at least he can tell a damn story. Yes. Like, like, with characters that everyone we love. Yeah, and, 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 and it feels very much con- like there's continuity. Like, yeah. I don't feel like I'm watching a different version of somebody that I've seen before or that, you know, I feel like, and I think that that's what's been, more than anything else, what I feel like has been missing in the Disney era is just the continuity of a story. Like, like that's what I liked about Andor. Is like I, mm-hmm. I was never like, why did they do an episode over here? Or why did they, why did this character, you know, like, I don't know, season two might, I doubt it'll fumble it, but like, I feel like that's, for me, that's what Star Wars is, is a, just a really long story mm-hmm. that, I mean, even though, like, I, I think that any, any, any failures in that area, like, are just the result of, with the exception of the sequel trilogy, are just the result of, like, like George Lucas made A New Hope. He didn't, he didn't make that movie knowing that we'd be sitting here 45 years later, like, trying to figure out how all this makes sense. Because right. he you don't, had it figured out. Yeah, yet. you don't create, you don't, you know, you don't create those things with a crystal ball. Yeah. Knowing what... He didn't even have Luke and Leia be brother and sister until, like, yeah. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that, um, there's always going to be gaps because you're, you're trying to create continuity. That's why I get so frustrated with people who just, like, get so hung up on, like, canon. Like, what's the true way to tell this story? Like, I mean, there's just so many... Ga- there's been gaps there from the beginning, like, that have been very sloppily, you know, <laughs> smoothed over. And that's just the nature of it. Like, it's like... It's just the nature of creating content like you, you well know. and like George saying oh I like this character that I like that you you've sketched up all these Jedi I like this one let's make her a Anakin's Padawan and he's like well nope she's got one now well that decision <laughs> like now it's like well do we ever kill her off or not and if oh, so yeah. far you have it so like now you got to figure out like okay if we're not killing her off by the time the original trilogy rolls around, then we got to explain like where was she for that? Okay, that's in Rebels. We kind of talk a little bit about that, but like there's still the gap of the actual OT that she's right. ga- there's a gap there, and then now it's like now what do we do with her? Like now that it's post Return of the Jedi, like what's going to be her story? They didn't have her in the sequels, so they're going to have to have her die of old age or somehow some way. I mean, she speaks to the Force to Rey, but like they're going to have to have her whole life story told ultimately. At some point, but like I guess you have a ton of runway for that. Um, I mean, there's ultimately, no there's nothing. Kill her off or anything, there's but. nothing you can do to fully make up for the fact that Ahsoka doesn't exist. Yeah. Unless you watch Clone Wars and Rebels, and so yeah, it is what it is, <coughs> and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense that Ahsoka wouldn't even be mentioned in Revenge of the Sith in any of the prequel movies. Yeah. If the Clone Wars is canon. Mm-hmm. But so. it's just because Revenge of the Sith was made first. And she yeah. wasn't invented. Yeah. yeah. That's the only reason. And then they were <laughs> like, okay, what are we going to do now? Those yeah. movies are all done. We're going to make a cartoon series. 
And George Lucas decides, you know, mm-hmm. so, okay, I can look past that and say, okay, well, how are you going to handle it? And so for however many years, we ended up getting a great character with a great mm-hmm. story with that fits, you know, in the ways that it can into the larger story. Um, and if you wanted to go dark, you could have had Anakin kill Ahsoka as a baby. Well, and I, I, think, it's, I think it's more <laughs> of a testament to Filoni's ability to create something original that eventually ends up almost rivaling the other stories that were told. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, like we like, mentioned when we watched, like she's had more screen time than any other character by far in Star Wars. Like hours of oh yeah, minutes or hours of content has been so. And funny. like following her from literally now that we have Tales of, of the Jedi from or, yeah, birth, birth to, to right present now, day, yeah, like, like we had the most flushed out she has had the most character development of any character in Star Wars owing to Filoni for 15 years of his career has been and that's that's what that to me what I'm encouraged by is that again I want continuity of story and I feel like I'm getting that and I also and I also it gives me hope that the things that he continues to do going forward, like I think he's proven that he has the ability to do live action. He still has some fine tuning to do, but that's just he just has to keep doing it. And so far, like apart from maybe Andor or in my view, Kenobi for the most part, like he's doing a good job. Like he's he's showing that he can do it. Um, maybe not perfectly, but. There's a lot of people. I remember, like, before Filoni did any live action, like, that was, like, the big, like, thing. Like, nobody can go from animation to live action. That doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Those are two separate things. There's mm-hmm. no crossover. Someone who's really good at doing, you know, you never hear about anybody from Pixar, you know, all of a sudden becoming this amazing live action filmmaker. Not like, amazing, but they've done it, uh, but it hasn't been. Yeah. Was John Lasseter, not Lasseter, what's the one? And, Andrew Stanton. Yeah, Andrew Stanton switched over. But I can't remember what is, well, what was what's his the role? live action movies. Uh, he was one of John the, Carter. He did John Carter? Yeah. He did Wally, and then he did John Carter, right? Yep. Was that Stanton? Yeah. I don't yeah. know that we would classify John Connor as a successful No, it was not a success. No. <laughs> but like yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> but it was it was a transit like it wasn't a bad like It was I mean, just a flop. It was just it was, yeah. it was it's entertaining. Yeah, it was an entertaining movie. Just it was well put together. So money but it just didn't make it. Just didn't, yeah. Yeah, it just didn't take Plus off, it was so. completely a departure from yeah. what he had done before. Yeah. And from the source material apparently. Yeah. So. yeah. This is <laughs> He's still in this, playing in the same sandbox. He's just right. doing it in the live action. But Plus, so, overall, my ultimately yeah, like my final thoughts are four and five together. Um, I would say are I'm going to say nine out of ten, only because of some of the things that you know some of the other parts of the story are a little clunky. But uh, episode four, I would say. Yeah, nine, nine point five out of ten total for both. Um, but I don't know that it gets any much better than this. Like, it's pretty, pretty good, in my opinion. I agree. <laughs> so, I'm probably gonna say like for episode. 
Episode four, I'd say like a nine point one, and then for uh, uh, episode five, I'd say like a nine six. It, it's pretty up there. It's I think high. It's, it's it's very, very high. high. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I like the. Uh, obviously, I love the Clone Wars uh, flashbacks. I love that they did it artistically, um, as opposed to like a just like a rehash, like a live action rehash. Um, I, it it did a lot more for Ahsoka than I thought it would. Uh, it actually focuses on Ahsoka as opposed to uh, I think Sabine kind of had more screen time than Ahsoka in the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was kind of odd, but yeah, I, but yeah, that's, uh, at the end of the day, we've got yeah two of the, two of the, two of the best in, the, I don't mean the best, but like two of the best episodes of Star Wars that we've gotten in Disney Plus era. And I'm absolutely like hundred percent like I want. I want to see the rest of it. Like I. Yep. I mean, like I. Like at the end of the day, the table's been set well enough that I'm totally bought in. Like I want to know what happens next. Like, and I believe it, you seem to have a better beat on this than most of us. But like, this is we're going into the uncharted territory now. Like yeah. we haven't seen. Yeah. Have we seen any of this? Any I, of what we're going to see? There was like an Anakin line. That wasn't in the episode. That's in the trailer, but that may have but just been a cut. Or like that glimpse of Thrawn. That glimpse of Thrawn is the only yeah. footage. But we yeah. are in totally uncharted territory. There's so many. Qu- I have tons of like the way you know you've done it right is that the internet's going to be speculating like crazy for the next three weeks. Like, like, well, okay, here we're especially what's going to happen in this another galaxy and what's going to you know and oh yeah. like what's who's Balin and what's his thing like you know mm-hmm. da, 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 like you know and like I think that. At the end of the day, like that's how you know you're telling a good story is that you created that tension and that curiosity and that desire to to get the rest of the story, as opposed to like, well, I started the show, I got to finish it, <laughs> which I don't feel for this. I mm-hmm. yeah. like like you can tell he's got a lot of passion for this. Yeah, for what's going on. Yeah, um, I do think that he does. I think Sean, you mentioned this when we watched it the first time, like. It shows a little bit that he still is f- perfecting his ability to direct live action and direct actors and pacing and things like that. And it's hard to tell yeah, how much of that weird, is... Weird editing choices. Yeah, like it's hard to tell how much of that is just him not fully getting his mm-hmm. groove on. But like maybe it's intentional and it's just something he's trying to do. He's, he thinks it's an effective way of building tension and telling the story. But when you watch it, it's kind of like talk like or or like because somebody, the evidence of that is the director of four was different it wasn't Filoni and like four was like better directed and better paced and better everything yeah, as it. far as like the craft of like the craft it's also of a very different episode though yeah and I don't know that I would want anybody else to direct oh, yeah. this one but, but yeah. yeah 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 actually the spider spider verse director did the yeah. fourth episode yeah one of those guys oh per- well that's perfect because uh, spider verse is like Yep. Have you seen Across the Spider Verse? Jeez, mm-hmm. Sweet Thunder Judas. So you got it. good. Oh man. 
Well, I haven't seen any of those animated Spider-Man really? movies. No, oh, they're fantastic. They're very good. To me, it's better than Dark Knight. I, I know, Whoa. I know, I know, Whoa. I know. So is it on Disney Plus or is it? No, actually, What's it's it not. I think it's on HBO. Oh, okay. I'm not mistaken. Mm-mm. No. Or the first one. The first one was on Netflix for a while, and then it got taken off, and now it's just kind of in. Uh, you can only rent it. Yep, yeah, only rent it. <laughs> anyway, uh, that that kind of closes it for this episode. Uh, unless anybody else has any more thoughts. Can't wait for next week. Yeah. I want to see that new galaxy. I'm excited to see, like, I love the way they ended that. Like, hyperspace jump, cut to black. Perfect. Yeah. Leaves you wanting more. All right, so that'll wrap it up for episodes four and five of Ahsoka. We'll see you next time. And until then, the horse will be with you. Always. Always.